This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. Well, here we are. Now, I've just noticed it's the uh, 75th anniversary of Lego, apparently. Is that right? Yes, ah. yes, yes. I saw, I saw somebody writing about how wonderful it was for parents. He wasn't talking about the, the pain of actually stepping on it in the middle of the night. All the bruised feet, exactly. No, but a wonderful, wonderful way of keeping children quiet and away from screens, he said. Well, when my children were young, we used to build as tall a Lego tower as possible, Ooh. Um, almost making it reach the ceiling. And when we'd finished, we'd knock it over and it would smash back into Lego pieces. And it was wonderful. <laughs> it sounds like you got more pleasure out of that than the children. <laughs> well, the trouble with Lego is you spend ages building something and then you end up with something you don't want to take apart because you've built it. Yes. And smashing it. Anyway, no, in, our, got in, our day, in our day as youngsters, well, of course, they didn't, they didn't have the things you could make. You made them yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Right, so where do we start today? We're going to Las Vegas oh. uh, for CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, where there's the usual array of the weird, the wonderful, and the downright wacky. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start with the AR interactive vehicle display. This is uh, an initiative from the Taiwan Industrial Technology Research Institute, Mm-hmm. where they're taking, uh, the idea is they take uh, windows on buses and trains and replace them with micro-LED touchscreen panels, which look just like windows, they're, they're clear. And uh, it covers the entire surface of the window, and they have eye-tracking cameras built in. So when you're going along, GPS tells the system where you are, mm-hmm. and the eye-tracking tells it what you're looking at. And then it pops up a little photograph of what you're looking at. And if you tap the photograph, it gives you more information about it. Well, that sounds quite useful. Couldn't you just put it on a phone? Well, yes, that, you could put it on a phone, but then you're looking at your phone rather than looking at the view. Well, I just suppose you could put your phone over in front. You're sort of also looking at the view, aren't you? I you know. could, in fact, do it that way. Probably well, cheaper. In fact, they show it with much cheaper. They show it with people, with two people sitting at a window. And I thought, well, hang on, if it's got eye tracking... Yes. Surely it's one or other of them and not both. Oh. Yeah. If only they'd brought you into the uh, the committee process, if uh, you'd have pointed that out to them and they would have saved a lot of money. And they would have saved a lot of money, exactly. Why, why do they not phone us first? I don't know. I don't know. You think they'd have learned by now. Okay, so what else? Uh, well, very focals. I now have very focal glasses, which means the mm. top half of my glasses... I can see distance, and the bottom half of my glasses I can see close to, like for, for mm. reading, for example. I, I have very focal them. eyes now. You can, you can't have very focal eyes. Oh, yeah. I have lens replacement su- surgery, and my oh, lenses think. are very focal. Is that right? Yes. So why are you wearing glasses now? Uh, because I've been told that I've got an astigmatism and need to wear them when I'm looking at screens. Oh, I see. It's okay. a great shame. Well, for anyway. several, for, for over 10 years or 15 years, you may recall I didn't have to wear them at all. You did. Uh, yes, I know. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the Vixion 01 
autofocus eyewear. So it's a pair of glasses that look very sci-fi. They look. Remember Geordie LaForge from Star Trek: The Next Generation, who had a kind no, of never watched any but the band first one. across his eyes. Okay, it looks like one of those. It doesn't look like glasses at all. Oh, and you look through a couple of rings, sort of the size of polo mints. Right, polo mints. I do. Well, they still exist. Hmm. I'd they, I suppose they probably do. I like looking through a, a, a porthole, mm. and they're very clever tech built into it that senses what you're looking at and instantly uh, adjusts the focus from five centimetres to infinity. Infinity being, frankly, as far as anyone needs to see. Uh, yeah, except for Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Except for Buzz Lightyear. And indeed, Geordie LaForge, who was blind, which is why he wore oh, right, this right. peculiar well, thing. Sounds quite useful. Yeah. Ten-hour battery, which isn't actually long enough for a day. So I don't know if you're supposed to walk around with a battery pack attached to your neck while you charge this thing up. Uh, only available in Japan at the moment for 99,000 yen, which is about 540 pounds. For glasses, it's not staggeringly expensive, as I know to my cost. It is. Well, I mean, the one, my very focals, which are the ones that let you see peripheral vision as yes. well as just straight Ooh, on, they right. were about 500 pounds, I think. Yeah. Yeah, quite mm. a lot, but at least I wasn't looking through... Polo mints. No, except you like techie stuff. I'm sure you're going to be tempted. I am quite tempted. I don't like the idea of glasses. Yet another thing I have to charge up every night. No, that's true. Or how, many th- how many things do you have to charge up? It's not going to be very long before you have to plug yourself in. <laughs> it will not be long at all. <laughs> Various bits of the body starts going wrong. Okay, so what else is at CES? Well, we have seen plenty of robot vacuum cleaners around. Mm. Um, but... This is the Eureka Dual Washing Bot, which is a washing machine and tumble dryer. And built into it in the base is a robot vacuum and mop. And after it's mopped the floor, it then disposes of the dirty water through the same drain that the vacu- that the uh, washing machine drains through. It's oh. clever. Yes, that sounds very good. So, so, yes, but so there's a hole in the floor when it's not there, when it's doing all this other stuff. Not a hole in the floor, but a a, a space at the bottom of your washing Mm. machine. Yeah. I think it sounds very useful. It does. Only only on sale in China at the moment because of a name licensing issue. I don't know. Someone else got a Eureka dual washing bot. You think they just change the name and and sell it everywhere? Maybe they will. Maybe they'll have thought of that one already. I didn't realise the Chinese were that bothered about licensing issues. But perhaps that's me being unfair. They certainly seem to... Uh, copyright issues when it comes to literature with uh, a pinch of salt. No, indeed. For stuff sold only in China, that's not a problem. Oh, yeah, I suppose that, yes. True enough. True. Let's have one of these. And if you've got an iPhone, but you wish it was a BlackBerry, I mean, I suppose there are such people. Mm. then uh, you can now get the Clix iPhone case, which is an elongated iPhone case, which has a little keyboard at the bottom, just like a BlackBerry. And it plugs into the Lightning or USB-C port in the bottom of your phone, so it doesn't need its own batteries. Mm. But um, it, you also charge it through itself, and it gives you more screen space because you haven't got keyboards popping up and being in the way. And it also has keyboard shortcuts like... Command H for home or space to scroll web pages, 
which I think is a rather clever idea if it wasn't stupidly big. It's having right. a permanently fixed to the bottom of your phone. Anyway. Doesn't it, sound it, very it's, convenient. It's not very convenient, but if you're really missing the BlackBerry keyboard, this could be the best solution for you. It, um, it's available in two colours. Bumblebee, which is yellow, <laughs> and London Sky, which, as you may imagine, is grey. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, has surprising i had to say as well if you haven't seen it i don't know where it is now but i went to the summer to see a film about blackberry um the device and it was a really good business related movie i mean it was in the cinema about six months ago so presumably it will have turned up on streaming services now but really interesting i will look out for it anyway the uh, clicks is available from clicks.tech for 139 dollars which is about 110 of your english quids and is click spelt the ordinary way? It is spelt the ordinary way. Quite refreshing, isn't it? Huh? Yes, it's quite extraordinary. I'm almost yeah. tempted to get it just because of that. <laughs> just to reward them for having <laughs> yes, misspelled it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So onwards, onwards. Onwards to the Belkin uh, phone charger. And we've seen mm-hmm. lots and lots of phone chargers. This is one of the first ones to use Apple's new works with dock kit technology. Mm. Right. And what it does is it pairs with your camera in your phone via NFC, near-field communication, and it can turn through 360 degrees to face you. So if you're doing a Zoom chat and, you know, walking around the room, or if you want to use the camera on the other side and, say, dance around the room, it will follow you. Because Several? no meeting. It's complete without somebody dancing around the room, yes. Well, exactly. I don't think it's done. I think more thinking of TikTok than, uh, oh, right, than right. your regular meetings. Okay. Anyway, I thought that was quite a clever idea. It is. And it's presumably very expensive. Uh, no price on that one yet, because it's just okay. been revealed. But yes, Belkin I mean, tends to make pretty good, dependable products, doesn't it? I've been pleased with them over the years. They do. They make very good and very dependable products. And... Um, while we're talking of phones, I suppose I should mention that you remember the the Alaska uh, Airlines disaster. Well, not quite disaster, but when the door blew off, major embarrassment. Um, yes, and several people's phones got sucked out. Yes, I and, heard that, uh, and they found one. They found an iPhone, which survived the sixteen thousand foot fall, and and it worked. Someone found it uh, under a bush by yes. the side of the road. And on the screen was a ticket for Alaska Airlines. Yes. And apparently the screen wasn't even particularly, wasn't damaged. I know, quite extraordinary. Quite extraordinary. But a man also had his shirt ripped off, but I don't suppose he got that back. (laughs) Certainly not in one piece. You have to worry about, you know, what it must have been like on board. I mean, absolutely terrifying. Some woman holding on to her child to stop it being sucked out of the airline. Yes. Well, if it's strong enough to suck the shirt off your back. Yes. Oof. I know, I know. Anyway, so so yes, another another tick against iPhones that you would hope it's not something you'd have to test. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, well, oh, go on, go on then. Yep. Okay. When you're when we are using a, a camera, I'm talking about a regular kind of SLR type camera rather yes. than one your phone that does everything for you. Mm-hmm. You have to balance uh, three things. You have to balance the ISO rating, mm-hmm. the aperture size and the film speed Mm. and if you take a picture at anything less than say a 60th of a second then you tend to get blurry shots unless it's on a tripod because you can't really hold the camera that still for for Mm -hmm. that long Mm -hmm. 
How about then the Millennium Camera, which is being mounted on a pole in the desert uh, in Tucson, or just outside Tucson, Arizona, which has an exposure time of 1,000 years. What? Yes. Quite a long time, isn't it? Uh, it's it's quite a bit. You can't really expect many photographers to still be around well, you, after they you, press you, the shutter to no, get in the result. Well, this is the initiative of uh, a guy called uh, Jonathan Keats, who described himself as an experimental philosopher at the University of Arizona College of Fine Arts. Now, I think it's a green philosophy, and the one thing that philosophy isn't is experimental, but maybe it's moved on in like, since those days. All right. I like the idea uh, of an experimental how, philosopher. So, so what is it supposed to achieve? Well, the idea is that things that don't move will come out very strong in the, in the image, mm. and things that do move, things like buildings will be vaguely transparent, depending on how long they've been up for. Okay. So, Why a know, thousand years, though? Well, the idea is that you come back in 3035, 3025, mm-hmm. and then you develop the film when you see what's on it. Because so many devices from a thousand years ago still work. Exactly. Well, it's a, no, it's a pinhole camera, so there's no electronics okay. in it. Oh, okay. Right. It's a pinhole camera with... Not regular film, but sort of specially treated film, so it has it can cope with a very, 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 very slow exposure. Mm. Mm. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm dubious. I'm dubious. Okay. Um, let's pause for a moment. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to sixty speed that thrills you one minute, and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash ev9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is indeed Chair Radio. You're listening mm. to Gadget Gizmos. I'm Simon Rose. He is Steve Kaplan. Are we still at CES? We are not. We have left CES. Oh, now. Right. Um, and from things that you can't yet buy to things that you can now buy, which I thought you'd like. Yes. Uh, I have an Apple Watch, as you know. No. I... Yeah. You know, there are two things. You can tell somebody who's from Yorkshire because they always tell you. And you can tell somebody who's got an Apple Watch because they always tell you. I I mention it on this show because it is tech related. I don't tell it it, I don't it stride is. into a pub and say, "Look at me, everyone! I've got an Apple Watch." No, I suppose that's true. And I'm quite tempted by the Mudra band M U D R A, which is not an mm-hmm. attractive name. It's a replacement watch strap, and built into the slightly chunky replacement watch strap are surface nerve conductance sensors. And what they do is they measure your gestures. So you can use your hand to control your phone or your iPad or your laptop or your desktop as long as it's a Mac. Mm-hmm. And I really like the idea of that, being able to scroll web pages, being able to click buttons, being able to pick up things and move them around without having to reach for a mouse. You don't want to Yeah, that seems quite clever. Hmm. I'm not sure it's worth £278. And it's also yet another thing that would have to be charged every night. So I'm not entirely sure about that. But anyway, Mudra... You have to charge the watch and the band separately, presumably. 
Yes. Yes, hmm. he would. It, what they should have done was build a, uh, a watch charger into it, so you only had to charge one of them, mm-hmm. but they didn't do that. Well, that would be even bulkier then, presumably. Yes, it probably would, wouldn't it? Mudra-band.com. If you like the... I'm going to take a look at it if you're interested. I am I think it's overpriced for what it is, but I do like the sound of it. I'll wait to get one of those Chinese well, knockoffs. Okay, or version 2. Or indeed Maybe version cheaper. 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Onwards. I what think, else? Uh, what time for our crowdfunding time of the week? Well, in that case, you want this. Oh, straight in there with no delay. You must have had your finger poised <laughs> over the crowdfunding <laughs> button. Sometimes I can find it quickly, sometimes I can't. Do you have uh, a coffee table in your house? Oddly enough, I do, yes. It's never really used for coffee, but yes. No. I do. And why, and why are there coffee and tables and never in? tea tables? Uh, no, it doesn't have anything built in. It's got a yeah. shelf underneath. Got a shelf underneath. Well, in that case, you will certainly be interested in the NXTABL. Oh, I, I think, think it's probably tries... pronounced next table. Oh, I see. Nixtable. 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 It's near Whitstable. It's, it's, uh, it's actually Nixtable. Uh, it's next to Whitstable. Have you finished? Yes. Sir. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it is a smart coffee table. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole surface being a 43 inch touchscreen and a touchscreen that you can put drinks and things down on mm-hmm. and wipe clean. Mm-hmm. And it has Android 13 built in, so you can play games on it, you can show photos and movies on it, and if you don't like sitting gazing downwards at your coffee table, you can push it back and and tilt the top, and it tilts to, looks like about 15 degrees off the vertical, I would say, so not quite as flat as a a TV, but um, better for for watching things on. I'm not convinced. Well, mine it would it wouldn't work in my house anyway because the coffee table is completely covered with pieces of paper and things I need to read at some stage, but I haven't got round to yet. Ah, but these could be things you need to read on your coffee table, actually on your coffee table. I suppose so. Well, I suppose so. Yes, but I'm not convinced. Is it very expensive? It is. It's uh, seven thousand Hong Kong dollars, about seven hundred quid. That's quite expensive. It is quite expensive, but a few people have stomped up their, their cash for it. You've got until the 25th of January to go on Kickstarter and look for the Nextable. The Nextable. 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 Okay. Okay. So uh, but moving on swiftly from that, because that was far too long on that one, mm-hmm. uh, to Morrison's, where, like most supermarkets, they have been suffering from thefts, particularly of high-value items mm-hmm. like alcohol. So they've been trialling a safer pod. And a safer pod is like a pyramid-shaped box, not a pyramid, an obelisk-shaped box mm-hmm. on legs, um, which is solar-powered, and it has 360 degrees of cameras built into it. So you can be watched while you shop. And people have been taking to Twitter to complain about it, like nobody's business, saying you know, it's, it's making customers feel feel like convicts. And you well, they're be being watched by closed circuit cameras anyway. They are, but there's something about this one in particular that is is especially mm. inclusive. Well, maybe I mean, they it, shouldn't worry. Hang on a second. It's 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 in the supermarket. Yes, right by the the drinks. Yeah, and it's solar powered. 
I mean, I don't like to explain things to the people who run Morrison's, but the sun doesn't shine either out of their posterior or indeed inside the shop. No, it doesn't. But as you will know from all solar powered devices, they work underneath bright lights. It doesn't oh, do they? Oh, I didn't know that, actually. Oh, I didn't. didn't know that. They do. Oh. They do. Oh, the word solar I mean, through me. Itself, it's a very clever idea because um, it's, it's a, a camera array that you can stick anywhere. You don't have to plug it in. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, Wi-Fi's to your bank of monitors somewhere. If you happen to be operating one of those banks of monitors and you see someone pocketing a bottle of gin, you can trigger a siren, a 120 decibel siren, which will scream out of it. <laughs> which does probably give a heart attack to some law-abiding customer who will yes. then sue you. When the person who's pocketing the gin would obviously drop the gin <laughs> and uh, clean up an aisle four yes. required. So I'm not sure about that. I don't think they're going to carry on with it because people oh, clearly don't like, like the sound it of it. It's a shame it's not on wheels as well. It'd be, be patrolling the aisles. It'd be wonderfully creepy. It, yes. Oh, it would. Well, they'd probably be doing that. I mean, it won't be long, I'm sure. Okay. Anyway, so what else? Let's move on from there to adults. Obviously, the most uh, people people who spend the most time online mm. are adults in their 20s. Who, yes. what age group do you think spends the second longest online? I've no idea. Well, it's not people in their 30s or 40s or 50s or even 60s. It is people oh, in over their 70s. 70s. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, well done. You, you got it. <laughs> over 70s, they spend an average of 43 minutes and six seconds a day online. Which, uh, oh, no, sorry, that's um, over 20s. Uh, it's only, that's 10 minutes longer than over 70 to spend 33 minutes and six seconds or thereabouts a day. And they spend their time web browsing, writing emails, or creating content, we're told. They spend the least amount of time on social media, which which makes sense. Well, social media for the um, over 70s is the village notice board, isn't it? Well, perhaps no, perhaps I'm being unfair. Perhaps it isn't. Well, I suppose things like next door, if they really count as social media... So they can complain about the drains and say their cat's been That's lost. That's certainly not the public perception. Is You can't imagine that uh, it's not. most of the online organisations are targeting the over-70s. Hmm. No. Uh, also, what is surprising is that they spend an average of 8 minutes and 18 seconds a day playing video games, which is more than <laughs> people in their 60s. Hmm. It is surprising. Don't you think? I think that's very surprising. Well, I suppose it's it's the it's the first decade when people are fully retired, usually, isn't it? Yes, yes, I, yes. I suppose it is. Hmm? And over seventies, there's of course seventy, eighty, ninety into the hundreds. So there's a a lot of them. But this is on average, so you know yes. they have averaged yeah. out. They haven't they haven't added the whole thing up. I don't think that's quite interesting. Hmm. Yes, I agree. I agree. Everything in this program is interesting. Everything, especially fire hoses. Oh, fire hoses. We talked about the fire hoses last week as well. Uh, we did, but that was before you discovered that we'd forgotten to record the show, so we had to do it again. And then we oh, talked about I've forgotten that. Hoses. Yes, I had forgotten that. You're <laughs> quite right. Let's talk about fire hoses. We Let's talk about, about fire hoses. Yeah. And the thing about fire hoses is they're hard to hold. Right. And you get a backwards pressure, which sort of pushes you back. And some Japanese researchers have come up with a rather clever answer to that, which is called the fire, the flying dragon which has a downwards-pointing nozzle halfway along the hose. Mm-hmm. So the hose levitates. So right. they can steer the hose to exactly where they want it. 
Um, and there's a little camera on the front, which is actually hard to see through because all you could see is water spraying out of the front of the hose. <laughs> but the idea is a good one. Oh, and okay. um, it uses one and a half gallons of water per second. So probably twice as much as your average fire hose, I would guess. Unless the water can be recovered in some way and fed back in. I don't know. Anyway, I thought that was quite a clever idea. Yes. I don't, I don't know enough about fire hoses to, um, to know if it is or not. Oh, I do remember reading that somebody tried all the things that happened in Die Hard. And, of course, one of the things that Bruce Willis does in Die Hard is throws himself off a roof while, a roof while um, tied to a fire hose, which apparently, when they tried it with the dummy, there wasn't much of the dummy left. So don't try it at home, oh. children. Okay, no, well... That's it. Uh, we will have more Gadgets and Gizmos at the same time next week. But that's it. Actually, that's a lie because I'm away next week. It will be in two weeks' time that we have more Gadgets and Gizmos. But that's it for this week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.